The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. <laughs> Some more of your texts coming in. A new party. Voda for nada. None of the above. Don and Slave Lake says, Jay, I'm for the Conservatives. However, I'm not sure Sheer is the face to lead the party. This one, Don in Pigeon Lake, says the Liberal government has shown the best interests of Indigenous rights and legislation. It was non-existent with the PC, but not sure who I'm going to vote for. And Clay out in Bonneville says Trudeau has given away too much money in foreign aid, as his dad did. Our children's children will be paying these debts. If we don't change, it'll be Conservatives all the way on uh, on that front. So again, thank you everyone for texting in and uh, weighing in on that one. Well, you know, we've had such a, a big stretch of wet, stormy weather and I know it was wearing a lot of us down a bit now, these nice couple of days. Enjoy them while you can. Uh, but certainly for storm chasers in the province, it has been an amazing ride. Uh, th- that was the weather. This is the weather that they love and boy, we've been seeing some amazing video and photography because of it. Now, Nevin D. Milano is a storm chaser based in Edmonton. He joins us now. Hi, Nevin. Hi, Jalen. Thanks for having me. Am I saying your name right? Yep, Nevin D. Milano. Okay, awesome. Nevin, uh, what is it about storms that you love? What is it about um, wicked weather that blows your skirt up? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. Uh, since I was a kid, since I can remember going to the library, I was always fascinated with uh, books about weather. And uh, growing up, I was even, I had a healthy fear of thunderstorms. And I think that kind of drove my curiosity as to what makes them tick and wanting to find out more. You were afraid of thunderstorms when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah. And so you turned that around. When did that turn around? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I can remember in elementary still being fascinated with the weather and being told to stop looking out the window at the clouds. And I'm still doing that today. So... (laughs) So, but you're not a meteorologist. You didn't get into weather. Uh, no, not exactly, no. For, for a career, you are a part of the Prairie Storm Chasers. So, um, first off, what, you tell us about the Prairie Storm Chasers. Sure. So, uh, my, my uh, friend also co-founded Prairie Storm Chasers with me. His name's Braden Moore. So, he, uh, we actually chased the same storm in July 2011, and it kind of sparked everything. And it was uh, just a massive rotating thunderstorm, which we call supercell, that ended up producing three tornadoes outside mm. Old. Mm-hmm. And and after that, we just said, you know, we should really kind of be a bridge between the public who's wondering about these storms and the people who are issuing, like, the warnings and really be, like, an educational resource and kind of show them with our photography as well what these storms look like on yeah. the prairies. So much I want to ask you about. Now, you know, the past few weeks have been have been wild in, in yeah. Alberta. What has that been like for you? I think we've had like already a, a record number of of uh, tornadoes reported. What what has it been like for you out there chasing these storms? Yeah, it's been pretty nonstop for our team since kind of late June. Uh, that's just the way the weather pattern kind of lined up with these low pressure systems that just kept coming through. Um, it's nice to have a little break right now with the little ridge that we're under right now and enjoy this hot summer weather. But, but boy, we know, boy that, we know that hot summer weather can turn into some pretty wild stuff as well, though. Exactly what I was just going to say. Uh, even tomorrow night, we are expecting some thunderstorms in parts of the province. So, so when you're like, so how do you, how does one track? A storm. What are you watching? What are you listening to? Where do you know where to go? 
sure. It's, it's much like what Jesse does when he comes on the show, right? Yeah. Uh, he's looking at the weather models and trying to make a forecast. So we're kind of looking at those same weather models and looking for certain things that are uh, perfect for, for us. So we're looking for uh, different, like, winds in the atmosphere at different levels and instability, so that humid air mass to be in there, uh, which we have right now, and uh, other uh, things like that. And then we're trying to pinpoint exactly where we need to be to be able to potentially get the storm and it doesn't always work out because that's the weather but so did you take any weather training whatsoever or you've just learned this on on your own uh lots of self-taught but i did take uh some atmospheric science classes for sure okay so are you using environment canada's websites and their radars or are you using something else yep yep we're using that uh we got lots of different resources so there's lots of websites that host uh, all these different weather models. So you hear meteorologists always talk about weather models. So we'll look at a bunch of different ones and try to figure out which one's going to get the system right. Nevin Miliano joining me this afternoon. He's a storm chaser with Prairie Storm Chasers. Nevin, every time I think of this, and I know you, I'm sure this this is not the first time that you're ever going to hear this. Of course, I go back to that darn television or movie Twister. <laughs> Did you growl? No, that's a great movie. I love that movie. And, you know, you start thinking, you know, that's how I picture what you're doing. Is it any way like that whatsoever uh, you know it's it's kind of a cult classic for storm chasers and weather buffs um and there's a lot of things that like the jargon is very similar like we, we talk a lot of the same things but to get that many storms in that short a period like they do i mean i wish yeah a lot more it's a lot more driving and a lot more frisbee out in a field for four hours before we get a storm <laughs> so you'll pinpoint an area where you think something might develop or where you're seeing it right or we and, and so you head there first off how many miles or how many kilometers have you put on uh this this season already and then what do you do you just sit and wait yeah lots of waiting uh patience and Definitely part of the gig, but uh, and travel-wise, we've been to our team's been to Manitoba and back a few times, so wow. lots of miles. Um, Canada's really big when you go to chase it. So in the states, you can find it's a little bit more small. Uh, you can get around to different storm chase targets, but here it seems to move really quickly across the prairies. Well, there's well, and it's it's been it's been fascinating to watch because really, um, uh, Nevin, in Edmonton itself over the past month, it's it, you almost didn't have to go very far to to get much and to see those wild, wicked, um, uh, you know, cloud walls. It's been it's been amazing to watch. Yeah, totally. It's it's been very active around Alberta for sure. Okay, so do you and Braden do this together all the time? Or are you do you work in a team? Yeah, so there's there's uh, five of us now, and uh, we even have like some of armored chase vehicles. So Braden's is an armored jeep, and uh, the most famous one is it's called Dominator Three. <laughs> you can Google that and look at pictures of it. It's got gull wing doors. It used to be an F three fifty, but it doesn't really look like it anymore. Uh, it's kind of like an armored tank. We call it the tornado tank. I'm Googling it right now. Yeah, Dominator 3. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, yeah, it's got 16 layers of ballistic, uh, or 16-gauge ballistic steel. It drops right down to the ground, so it actually will go into tornadoes, and uh, well, the wind won't be able to get underneath it. And, this, it. and you have this thing? Uh, one of our members, Sean Schofer out of Saskatchewan, he uh, owns and drives that vehicle, yeah. Okay, because I was going to ask you about safety and trying to stay safe in situations like this, and this would provide a uh, safety. 
Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good tool, but still in some big storms, we won't go in with that either. So how close have you gotten to the big storms? I know that, that one up uh, near Meadow Lake a few weeks back, I think there was a tornado uh, up there as well. You were, you were close to that, weren't you? Yeah, we were chasing, and we actually called the chase off at Cold Lake because the storm had moved into not the best area to see the storm. Obviously, lots of trees and lakes over there. Mm. So we had stopped at that point, and that's a safety call as much as anything, too, if you can't see what's coming. So what else, um, well, what else goes into a safety call? Yeah, so when we're chasing, it really is about positioning yourself so that you're seeing the storm but not in it, because if you're in it, you're not going to see much. Mm. Uh, and we're relaying those reports that we do to Environment Canada or other officials or through social media. Uh, so we got to be able to see the right parts of the storm. And if we're inside that hail core or, or the tornado, like we're not going to be able to see much. So we're positioning ourselves on a certain area. And if the storm ever comes across and the highways aren't very good or the road network isn't good, we can't keep in that area that we like to be in, that safe area, yeah. out of the rain. So then we just have to call it at that point and let it go by. So, Nevin, is the positioning, so when you're positioning yourself to watch this or whatever, um, again, all based on um, your your radars and and, 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 the, and the, the the way that the storm is tracking the and the wind, all of that sort of stuff? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. When, so when you're there, when you're there and you're watching this storm, when you've tracked this storm, then what do you do? Uh, it's, it's constant moving targets, so it, it's constantly watching what the storm is. I like to say, because uh, radar and satellite and all those tools are great, but nothing is live. The only thing that's live is what we see out the window. Mm. So we have to really use our eyes and know what the storm's capable of doing so that we're able to react before we get caught. I think that's really key. So are you taking pictures? Are you taking video? Yeah, all those things to update to social media, Environment Canada grabs a lot of those reports from Twitter, like using a hashtag like ABStorm, that's mm-hmm. what they'll follow. Mm-hmm. And they'll update those warnings for the people in the path of the storm, right? When it comes to, to radar stuff, I, I know that there there can be a bit of a delay sometimes what you're seeing. And I know Jesse was talking about it last week with a couple of those storms that popped up just over downtown Edmonton or North Edmonton. It was like one minute it was there, boom, or, or you know, it, it was there, but it never really popped up on, on, on radar. So um, all of these things you have to keep in mind uh, when you're when you're out there. Um, have you ever gotten into trouble? Um, I mean, being prepared really helps prevent that. But, of course, there's times where storms do things that you don't expect them to do. So uh, there's always that case. And hopefully we have a plan to either mitigate that or one of the biggest fears for me has always been lightning because I can drive away from a storm. I can drive away from a tornado. I always have a plan for that. But lightning is just instantaneous, right? So how much of your time are are you dedicating to storm chasing right now? Uh, as, as much as we can around our day jobs, <laughs> Most, all of us all of us work. So some of us take off uh, the summer to be able to do it. Uh, some of us aren't that lucky, so we just have to try to uh, take a day here and there when we can, or just uh, let. That's why it's nice having a whole team to dedicate to it, because yeah. someone usually can go. Okay, and so on the night you say, "Hey, I'm free to go tonight." We you got a feeling that something's happening, and I'm in, and let's go. Is that how it works? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we usually try to give ourselves a couple days advance, but yeah, the weather can be like that. And the other thing that's nice is it's not just us that's chasing these storms. There's there's teachers, there's firefighters, there's nurses, there's lots of people who dedicate 
their time to go and photograph these storms and report them as well. Do you, do you end up, is it, is it kind of a, like a, a society almost out there? If you see them, you say, oh, yeah, there's kind of like Twister again, <laughs> I guess. Tot- like, oh, totally yeah? like that, yeah. 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 Really? Oh, yeah, we see each other out before the storms go, and we're all sitting at a gas station or looking at a field, and there's nothing happening yet. We're getting sunburns. Like, yeah. Is there a competition between you? Uh, I think uh, everyone wants to get that shot and the best shot of the day, but I think it's a, more of a uh, collaboration than anything, and it's, it's more like, hey, you got the shot, good job. Like, what a shot. So some of the stuff that you're, I guess you're documenting, whether it's through video and through uh, through uh, photos, you talk about, you know, Environment Canada using it uh, in, in some cases. How does that end up happening? Or do you just, is there, a, is there an open line between you and uh, the weather experts to share some of that information? Uh, I mean, anyone can report. We, we often say, like, you can use those hashtags on Twitter and your report will go to Environment Canada. So there's also a phone number out there. Uh, that you can call, and so that's really important. It's important that the public plays uh, kind of citizen science in that role, so they're reporting what they see because the person behind the desk isn't seeing it live out the window like you are, right? Yeah. So if you're really looking, important, if you're looking at tomorrow right now with you um, know what, what what are you thinking? You thinking that it could be a, a busy night for you? I, I definitely think so. Yeah, parts yeah. of Alberta for sure. Um, someone texted in, and I've had a couple, and says, can I join Storm Chasers for a weekend? How do you, yeah. Uh, in the States, there's actually even tours that you can go on to tour Tornado Alley and, and see these storms. Uh, Braden actually used to be a guide on one of them. So really? you can definitely do that in the States. It's, it's, there's not a thing here in Canada. Okay. Um, but uh, you, there's other ways to follow along social media, obviously. And then uh, if you want to learn more, there's, Lots of resources. Twitter's a great resource. And also there's a, we put on an annual ChaserCon Canada. So there's like a convention that we all go talk about weather and how to chase storms at that yearly in the fall. So how does one then become a prairie storm chaser? Uh, for us, it's just a tight group of like-minded individuals, but anyone could be a storm chaser. And, and uh, I think just learning to start small and, and reaching out to the experts, that's how I got started, is, is talking to those meteorologists who are also storm chasers sometimes and just like learning about the science behind it so that we could kind of see the most storms and be safe. Yeah, we'll see the most storms and be safe. What would be, you know, this is gonna might sound a little weird, but what would be your dream experience storm chasing? My dream experience? Well, um, I think just seeing a storm from birth to finish is just really amazing and to see it go through all its different life cycles and produce a tornado over an open field where it doesn't do anything yeah i think that would be my dream for sure well what does a storm you talk about the the birth of a storm what does what does a storm at its birth look like yeah so it, it that's one of my favorite parts about storm chasing is you're in this blue hot sky morning right and it's it's nice outside but you start to get these little puffy white clouds and mm. you're just waiting for one of those to eventually take off and become that storm. And that's kind of the cool contrast of it is it starts off as just a nice day. So how do you know which which cloud's going to be that storm? It, you don't. It's, <laughs> it's really hard. I always say it's like you're cooking popcorn and you've got all the kernels <laughs> on the stove and you got to try to pick which one's going to pop. 
first. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, you know what, Nevin, I've been wanting to talk to you for a very, very long time. I love following you all on, on Twitter, and uh, I think you're at, it's, it's at Swift Chaser right now. Um, yeah. And uh, for more information, again, it's Prairie Storm Chasers. Uh, thanks for keeping us updated, and I love seeing the video, some of the photos that are coming out as well. And, uh, and please stay safe. Thanks for, thanks for taking the time today. Will do. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Julian. Okay, take care now. Nevin D. Milano joining us this afternoon. A storm chaser with Prairie Storm Chasers. So to answer your question, no, you can't just tag along for a day. Um, but hey, if you want to learn more and find out more, um, then maybe you can join into that uh, fold. Um, they were saying, yeah, that remember that storm was just about three weeks ago, that Meadow Lake Provincial Park. They were up that way. They had to um, abandon the chase uh, just uh, before that. Uh, got into some forested areas that were impassable uh, by by road. So yeah, interesting. Wasn't always so fearless. Wasn't always so comfortable with this. I know it's it's interesting. My youngest son. Um, and it must go back to, well, for, his dad tells me it goes back to when he was a little boy, has always had this huge fear of tornadoes. And I guess, you know, I think his age, he was too young, but has obviously heard about um, Black Friday here. But tornadoes for him, when there was tor tornado warnings uh, over the past couple of weeks, he would, you know, text us immediately, say, okay, what's going on? What's going on? I love storms. I love um, I love thunder and lightning storms. The tornado warning on, what was it, Thursday or Friday afternoon that was in uh, Leduc County uh, was getting a little close to home. But, yeah, it's... Um, it's interesting. When I lived in Saskatchewan, I always thought it was beautiful that you could see these storms build and, you know, this, this huge sky and you can see how it builds and builds and builds and you could see the storms coming from, from kilometers away. But anyway, Storm Chasers, at Swift Chaser on uh, Twitter if you're so interested. Um, we'll talk to him again, for sure. I agree with you, Trucker Dave. Totally agree with you, Trucker Dave. Who says, Jay, storm chasing would be a rush. Yes, 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 yes. Um, David says, Nevin may be interested in hearing how storms affect wildlife. For example, if a storm was brewing, I used to hop in our, our boat and troll the lake for trout because that's when they were really biting. Um, it, my husband, what was it, Friday afternoon? Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon, when that um, tornado warning had kind of gone through. And my husband was sitting out on the back patio with our dog. And he said that the birds, uh, the birds were just going crazy. And we weren't far. We were maybe, I don't know, 20K from, from that area where the warning was. Um, and he, they, he said it was really neat just to watch all the birds and what they were what they were doing in reaction to the storm going around. But again, you know, look at your dogs, look at your cats. They know they know when poop is going down. Let me tell you. Um, pardon me. I was right. Okay, so I'm out of time right now. <laughs> That's okay. We'll figure it out together. But yeah, it's neat to see uh, what the uh, the animals are saying. Still want to let you know uh, on the show today, I have tickets to give away. Um, 
food tickets. Uh, 20 food tickets to the Heritage Festival will do that. Plus, Eskimo es- Edmonton Eskimo tickets to give away today as well. We've been talking a lot about nostalgia over the past week. So we thought we'd dial up a sociologist and find out why we crave nostalgia. We'll talk about that and much more still to come on the 630 Chat Afternoon News.